Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm Amy Stevenson, and today I'm talking to Caroline Ward from Riding for the Disabled Association. After speaking to Matthew a couple of weeks ago, who's the RDA Volunteer of the Year, I'm just so keen to find out more about the RDA and really go into detail about what they do, what they offer, and how we can get involved. You might have a little bit of extra time that you'd like to volunteer, or you might have some skills that you can offer. So Caroline's going to give us all the inside information. This is Horse Hour. How are you, Caroline? I'm very well, thank you, and thank you very much for having me on today. We're going to call it the RDA because it's so much easier and quicker, isn't it? And that's what we know you as if we look on any social media or on Facebook. It's you, your, your Twitter handle is actually RDA National, isn't it? That's right. We're the national office, if you like, which sort of umbrella organisation that looks after about 500 RDA groups all over the UK. And they are all their own individual charities, um, all set up, though, for the one purpose of getting disabled people involved in all sorts of riding activities. Um, and they're looked after and supported by the national organisation, which I'm lucky enough to work mm. for. Well, that's interesting that they're individual charities. So do they? So each local RDA then, do they have to raise their own money and they have their own budgets, things like that? Absolutely, yes. It was, um, it, it's a, a process that was called federating and it happened some years ago when everybody became their own individual charity. So they fundraise uh, for themselves. They do get support from us. We help out with grants and we help to try and sort of grease the wheels for funding for our groups as much as we possibly can. But it's a challenge for them every day of the week in terms of fundraising, getting enough volunteers um, to help support their services because that's the other part of of um of RDA's sort of core background is our amazing volunteers there are mm. about 19,000 of them and uh and without them our activities just couldn't run so we owe them a, a huge debt of gratitude we had the pleasure of speaking to Matthew who is your young volunteer of the year which is he is just he's just so incredible um but I found it interesting that that you don't have to be part of the RDA to be a volunteer so you don't have to have a disability you don't even have to ride you can just go along and help out absolutely um we you know encourage people to come along with any skills that they feel they have that we might need so obviously we do work with horses and ponies so if people are interested and obviously uh, your audience are, are I'm sure 
big knowledge gatherers in terms of horses and know an awful lot. But there are so many jobs that need doing that um, we don't need horse skills for. We might need a treasurer to look after um, a group's bank account. We might need somebody who's good at PR and communications to help get raise awareness of that group in their local community. We need fundraisers. Um, there are all sorts of skills that people can bring um, and, and do bring to make groups their own. They're all like little families, really, RDA mm. groups, and they've got lots of different people all doing lots of different things. So it's a real melting pot of ideas and experience. I think at some point the RDA has touched most of us. I know that I personally, I, the, the local riding school, it's just a, it's a lovely little riding school and they are an RDA association, associated uh, riding school too. And I remember watching this little boy that was autistic. He was six years old and he couldn't talk to anybody. He really, really struggled with his communication. He was a foster child as well and his foster parents had tried everything with him and you know they were just really really struggling to get him to come out you know communicate and Mm. um so they they took him down to the riding school and I watched this little boy grow and and literally come out of himself and the time that he would come out of himself was on the horses and it was amazing to be able to witness something like that and he would chat to all the people on the yard and he had his own horse there which you know he he felt was his that he loved and he connected with and to watch him come out of himself I had a chat with the foster parents and said you know how do you feel how is it for you and they said it's just incredible and to be able to see him develop through horses oh well it's it's really lovely to hear hear that story and I mean it is um you know it's we always say if we could just get people to come and see, you know, what we do. And luckily, you know, as you say, lots of people do have a connection with us as an organisation. But um, if you've if you've never seen it, sometimes it's difficult to describe those moments where you watch somebody who um, may struggle with a particular area of their life just grow, as you say, or mm. find a way of expressing themselves in a way that they can't in their day-to-day life. Or also be taken seriously with a skill that they have that they want to develop and we you know we're really keen on that side of things that the the providing an environment for people to reach um, really significant goals with their riding as well as delivering the therapeutic elements which we all know are so important whether that's as you say helping somebody with their communication or concentration or balance but also somebody who perhaps has a physical disability helping them with that that um, physio type of therapy that they um, perhaps uh, find it painful to get elsewhere and what's so lovely is you support the family um it's it's not just about the riding it's also about the family the support um how, how how do you help them well one of the means well it's always easy to draw on sort of personal experience here but um a friend of mine for example whose daughter rides with, with us she says firstly as you say that it is like a family and she also says it's the only place where she's never made to feel embarrassed about her daughter's behavior um Mm. and i think it it really hit home for me that that sense that if you um do live with somebody with a disability the the way that the world looks on you and your family um is uh, often really very negative indeed and that has a huge impact on on a family's life whether that's siblings or parents or um and you know if you could wave your magic wand you'd you'd stop that ever happening to anybody because it must be horrible but i feel very proud 
for the fact that I might be able to work for an organisation where we provide an environment where that kind of attitude just doesn't exist. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, we love the families that come to us and, and, and we want them to, to enjoy their family members' experience with us. So it, it's incredibly important that everybody feels included. And, and also because the more that family members understand the beneficial impact of what their son or daughter perhaps is, is, is getting from us, they can extend that benefit when they're back home. And, and quite often we find parents will say, oh, I saw them doing something in riding, so now I give them a bit more freedom to do X, Y, and Z at home because yeah. I now know that they can do it. Um, and so I think there's, a, there's, there's quite a, an amount of sort of confidence building on all sides about um, what people can achieve through their work with horses. How did the RDA start originally? Who set it up? Well, it actually was a an idea, a good idea that spread really. Um, I think um, from the sort of 1950s, little pockets of interest and, and groups were setting up gradually until by the mid 60s, I think there were over 20 groups around the UK offering riding to disabled people. Now, um, some of that set up helping children with polio. Um, some people were inspired by um, a, a Danish rider actually called Liz Hartel who competed and, and won the Olympics um, and she had no uh, feeling control in her in, in her lower legs and people felt inspired to sort of see on a national stage what, what somebody um, who was disabled could achieve. It wasn't until 1969 it sort of all came together as a um, as a single group of people who said, "Hang on a minute, if we if we all pull together, we could really get something going here." So, yes. um, so from the early 70s, it became more sort of coordinated, if you like, and there was a council set up to to actually promote um, the idea of of riding and then and carriage driving as well for disabled people, and you know. L- like all good ideas, it, it's spread from there, as I say, until, you know, we've got around 500 groups now. Did you feel that there was a bit of a negative impact when you first started because of the fear, I guess, of, of people getting hurt? Well, um, I think it was, um, I think the, the wonderful thing about that era was in terms of certainly the people doing it, they, you know, it sounds funny now, but they sort of perhaps worried less about that side <laughs> of things. Mm. I think the attitude was was really just overcoming people's general view, which unfortunately can still exist today, of just people can't do this. Disabled people can't ride. You know, why, why would somebody who hasn't got any legs can't ride or somebody who, who can't talk, can't get anything out of this experience? I think it was, it was more the sort of um, the attitudinal issue of this is just not something that disabled people can do and I think that the sort of enduring spirit of the people who who started doing RDA all those years ago was really just to say look this is an activity that I love that I'm really passionate about that I believe more people can enjoy and disabled people can enjoy riding and we want to open our door to help those people get involved and to do their best and you know I, I always feel inspired by those kind of early pioneers who who opened that door um, and said just just come on in and enjoy it um, mm. and I think that you know that 
the, the more that spirit endures today, the better. Well, you, you never say the word can't, can you? It's like, how can I do it? Let's find a way to do it. And that's what you've proven time and time again, is that it's so beneficial. We do have a phrase, it's what you can do that counts. And I think it's, it's often easy to say these things, but um, you know, the examples you know, I have seen myself or um, you know, read about and hear about throughout the organisation of um, you know, people coming to their local RDA group and really sometimes just believing there's nothing that, you know, I know there's nothing you can really do to help, you know, is there any way I could just, you know, have a go or get on a horse? And you'll always start at RDA with someone going, okay, let's see what we can do. You know, um, Natasha Baker, who has just helped us to Team Gold Paralympics, tells the story of being inspired to when she was watching the um, the Paralympics, saying, "Right, I want to I want to get a, a medal," and starting riding and saying to her coach, "Right, I want a, I want a gold medal," and then going, "Right, well, let's get cracking then." <laughs> you know, nobody says, "Oh, well, you know, maybe it's a bit difficult, but we'll see what we can do," or you know, brushes it under the carpet. It's like, well, okay, we'll we'll put in the work and and we'll get there. And that attitude is not just for people who can reach the very top of the organization because those goals might be anything from, you know, standing on a podium to straight on a horse or communicating or um, any number of things that we might take for granted but are actually massive goals for some Mm. people. The, the equestrian industry is seen as quite an expensive industry and it can be expensive at times. Most of us, we know we're poor because we spend all our money on our horses. <laughs> We'd rather get a new rug than and have beans on toast for a week. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, but it doesn't cost that much, does it? For you, because you only think about having lessons every week, and you think, oh mm-hmm. gosh, it's going to cost a fortune. But it doesn't cost mm-hmm. that much to go to RDA, does it? We try all of our groups, as I say, they, they they're all their own um, individual charities, and that also means they can control how much they ask in, in the way of support. Um, mm-hmm. And so it it varies hugely. I know they always try to be below a, a commercial rate. They're, they're very much motivated by wanting people to join. And quite often, if there is a, 
um, financial challenge will try and work around that if they can. Um, so, so it's a very mixed bag across the UK, but I would certainly urge anyone who's interested in, in coming to us to, to not assume that that is going to be a barrier because, uh, you know, that, that would be a real shame if that was the reason, you know, people couldn't come. Having said that, it's really important for our groups to know that they can charge people for their services because, you know, they are delivering a, a really high class service that is, is, is worthy of um, you know, some some kind of financial support, um, yes. and, they, and they do an amazing job. A friend of mine asked me the other day. Actually, she is a like a, a like a child therapist, not mm-hmm. not a child psychologist, but you know that she she works specifically with autistic children mm-hmm. um, and ADHD and things like that. And she said, "I'm not very horsey, but I would love to offer my services." So, is that something that she could do? She could she phone you and say, "Okay, well, I'm not in the horsey sector, but I'd like yeah. to offer support there somehow." Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we actively encourage people who've got skills in a in a range of therapy areas to um, to get in touch with us and and be able to support a group if they can, because quite often people like that, uh, their advice is invaluable for our coaches in helping to make sure that the riding experience is as therapeutically beneficial as possible, mm. um, and they might understand what somebody's needs outside of their RDA session are and could suggest, um, you know. Find exercises or games that would really appeal to that person or would help them or helping us perhaps communicate back to a school or to parents about the um, the work that's being done at RDA and how they can support that at home so it's really you know any of those kinds of um, expertise are, are, are really helpful to us um, you know in our commitment to ensuring the best possible experience for our riders mm. and then there's me that's really horsey and I'd love to spend like a you know I I haven't got loads of time, but I'd love to be able to spend maybe one afternoon or one day a month um, Mm -hmm. going down to my local yard and and helping. Can I do Mm. that too? Absolutely. I mean, it's a great way for people to use their horses for the benefit of somebody else. Um, It's as simple as that. And if people have got skills and they like working with horses and they feel that they've got any time to give, then, um, you know, you're, you're never that far away from your local RDA group. And they tend to, some of them are open every day, some of them just run once a week. Um, so you might have a bit of choosing the one that, that sort of can fit in with your time scale. But mm. essentially, you can be offered a, a, a regular slot or, as you say, once a month, just um, any time where you can come and give your time. And, and if you are somebody who is good working with horses, then the kind of jobs that you might be um, able to support us with would be helping get the horses ready for a session, for example. You might also be leading horses or you might be doing what we call side walking, which is uh, for riders who um, just need a bit of extra support either side. Mm. Um, so there's there's plenty of those kinds of jobs that need doing and we do provide um, all the training that anybody might need to help carry out their activity safely. So um, that's that's also not a barrier. You're not expected to know everything when you come <laughs> through the door. Um, so it's also great environment obviously for younger people um, who want to uh, who perhaps already you know enjoy horses and want to use that as some way to do volunteering with so many young people using volunteering experiences to boost their CV mm. um, and young people are make make fantastic volunteers for us they're they're fit and enthusiastic and they um, you know f- for example if you've got a ride which has got young people in it young riders in it what better way to support them than to have another young person to, to walk beside them and talk to um, oh, absolutely and, 
people are always sort of, you know, quick to criticise young people today. And in my experience, their commitment to our volunteering is absolutely second to none. You know, mm. they might start off as part of a DV programme or Young Equestrian Leaders Award or something like that. Um, and, and they stay. Um, yeah. You know, they get a lot out of it and, and we get a huge amount uh, out of the support that they can give us. So, um, so yes, um, sign up to volunteer for the RDA. We'd love to have you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. I think if I had my time again, I'd be doing everything. I'm finding out all these new things at doing the Horse Hour podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish <laughs> I was so much younger and I had more time to be able to do everything. It is, yeah, that's it always is. the way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of then, let's talk about the safety element and the insurance element. I take it mm-hmm. all the local riding schools are insured and the parents can feel, you know, that their children are really safe. Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons why RDA is, is in such hot demand really I think people know that um, yes in terms of the sort of the paperwork if you like that's going to be all in place but also you know part of the reason that we get that assurance is because we're working with trained people and they're not just trained to be for example coaches or horse riding they are trained as well to um, work with people with disabilities of of different kinds and use their experience and expertise to um, to make sure that that riding experience is as beneficial and safe as we can make it. Mm. Obviously, we've got animals involved and, you know, (laughs) there's always going to be, you know, you've always got that unpredictability, but that's that's part of the fun about it. That's why it's as beneficial as it is because you are, um, you know, uh, providing something which has an element of adventure about it, which other sports can't deliver. Um, And so, yes, we, we provide an environment which is safe and secure with some extremely well-trained people at the helm so uh, we're very proud of that it's very easy I think Caroline to forget that you're a charity because you're so big so because there's so many 500 centres and and because you're so well known in the UK I think we forget that you're a charity and you need support and you need help so let's say maybe we don't have any time but we want to do something for you can we donate yes please (laughs) (laughs) yes you can no and I think you raise a point I think it's easy when you're you know when you you have such a big reach that we do that people often assume that we don't need anything but actually you know we rely um completely on donations to carry out our work Mm. um and um people can donate to the national organization um to help us support provide the support services to all of our groups people can also find their nearest group and donate money to their nearest group if they want to see that that money going to um, somewhere in their local area we we are not fussy (laughs) but I would absolutely urge people to support if they can because without donations um, and and the the incredible generosity of the general public we simply couldn't carry out um, all of that activity and and help the 28,000 people that we do today. Oh, it's incredible. It's, there's a lot of uh, a lot of riders, and these schools need horses as well. It's difficult for them because they have to buy the horses in the first place. They need to make sure that they're safe and that they're bomb-proof, I guess, enough to be able to use in the RDA. So, if you know, there might be a chance where, say, I had a horse that maybe is 19, you know, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Instead of rehoming him, I could go to my local school and say, you know, he'd be really good. He'd be, you know, he's not quite ready for to be put out to pasture yet yes we need fit 
healthy horses. Um, the, the, the misconception is that we need them very much at the end of life. Um, and we actually, RDA horses and ponies need to be fit because they're working in sometimes quite a challenging environment, sometimes quite a stressful environment. And we also ask a, a lot of them in terms of, you know, perhaps the standard of riding that they're being asked to do. So we by no means need, you know, there's a sort of misconception that we need the kind of the, the slow plodders mm. with no life in them. Um, we definitely need fit and healthy horses. We also um, always in, in um, need of bigger horses because as people grow up, they need bigger horses or weight bearing <laughs> yeah. horses. And also we we look after adults as well as children. Um, so there's always a need for very kinds of as you know so yes um, fit and healthy horses are, are, are always gratefully received um, and people loan their horses to their local group as well if there's you know if they don't want to lose them completely groups are often grateful to have a, a horse that they can borrow or have on loan yeah oh it's so lovely I think it's amazing work what you do Caroline and I, I really really want to get involved with it how can I can I go to your website if I want to see my local centre I guess the easiest thing is to go to your main website that's right. If you go to www.rda.org.uk, you can find your nearest group there and do a simple postcode search, which will bring up a, a list of groups by distance away from your postcode. And that's a, that's a great way to get started. You can also email us at info at rda.org.uk for any general questions. The website's also a great place if you want to um, donate or find out more about volunteering mm -hmm. and if you just want to help us spread the word about what we do and engage your network with the wonderful world of RDA then as you mentioned before you can find us on Twitter at RDA National and we're also on Facebook at Riding for the Disabled Association. Amazing thank you so much and uh, I wish you all the best Caroline. Thank you very much indeed it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget you can catch up with all previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast on our website, horsehour.co.uk. If you're tech savvy and you've got an iTunes account, then you can subscribe to us on iTunes and you can subscribe to us on Acast too. It's totally free. It just means that every episode that's released automatically comes down to your mobile phone. So you don't even need to think about it. That time that you're mucking out and you're a bit bored and want a bit of company, then just click on me. On your lunch break, if you get a lunch break, then have a look at our website, horsehour.co.uk, because there's a whole bunch of education and advice on there for you about your horses, about riding. There's different disciplines as well. Maybe you're thinking about trying something new. Then uh, go and take a look at one of our discipline sections. We love to see your adventures with your horses, so just share them with us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. It's really easy. you just got to use the hashtag horsehour. And I hope you have a really good week. And I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern by using the hashtag Horse Hour. Follow Amy at amystevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.